it was all a scam. We installed all the equipment and never got a dime. So now we're talking a fairly small company, 76 to 81. Your company? Yeah. Yeah. And how big was this? About a $280,000 expense with no revenue. Boom. Whoa. Hey everybody, it's Charlie Epstein and welcome to Business in Booths at the wonderful Center Square Grill in booming downtown East Longmeadow, Massachusetts. It's Charlie Epstein here at Business and Booths at Center Grill, and I'm here with my dear friend John Mayberry of Mayberry Associates, and we're talking submarines, we're talking forklifts, of course. we're talking father-son adventures, and let's just dive right in. Okay, submarines. Yeah. So when did you get involved in the Coast Guard? I mean, how'd that all come about? Well, I probably got my Coast Guard license when I was teens or 20, but had a boat since I was 15, 16 years old. Did you and your father... Like um, go out and actually my father my parents did have a boat when I was even younger probably eight and we used to water ski down on Crystal Lake in Connecticut my oh father my God, used to yeah. put me on his shoulders and had a cigar and sunglasses and I'd be <laughs> on his shoulders yeah the joke is one time we fell he was more worried about me he lost his cigar and his sunglasses so I thought you were gonna say he was more worried about the cigar <laughs> no, no, no. well he was worried about the sunglasses because they were prescription and it was right. the only ones he had but and how old were you then probably six on his shoulders five maybe so where'd you grow up East Long Meadow. Okay. Yeah. Born and bred. Born and bred. Came, came back. back to East Long Meadow. Have never lived more than one mile from where I originally came home. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. a home study. That's, but did you go off to school or, or nope. the Coast Guard? Western New England College. Western New England College. So, yep. Nice. Lived at home, worked, mm-hmm. stayed in East Long Meadow. So, read and drive to Prospect Street. Love it. A little bit of a short stint on North Main Street, but that's about it. That's great. Yeah. That's great. All right. So, yeah. back to the boats. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're boating with dad. And then when you how'd you get the bug? What was the what was the kind of the just bug about the Coast always, Guard? Always just liked having boats and water skiing, and you know, so to do it right, you're supposed to have a Coast Guard license. Now you absolutely have to have one, a boating license. Okay. So that you take a course and you actually get certified in order, you know, to know what you're supposed to do, pay attention, etc. Yeah. But now I've amped it up one more because I've got my son involved, both sons actually, but my son uh, that works Will. with us, yeah, Will, Will that yeah. works with us. Yeah. We're actually going uh, actually tonight to get our, to hopefully pass our proctor exam to get our captain's license. So you guys will be Coast Guard captains? Yeah, we'll actually be certified U.S. Coast Guard captains available, you know, to take people for hire. I mean, think of a ferry ferry yeah. boat. In order to do that, you need a captain's license. Right, so, so if this whole Mayberry thing goes under, yeah. you and Will will be running the East Longmeadow Ferry Service I, on, do we have any water here? No, I think I've realized <laughs> boats are a hole in the water that you put money into, so I doubt that I'd be able to run it well enough to grab wow. the, the return from it. But wow. Yeah, having some fun with it, and okay. always have. So boats really interested you oh, growing yeah. up. What yeah. else? Because you're really hands-on, right? Yeah, you, so. you, 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 earlier we were talking about, I don't, I, don't, I know what a toolbox is. Yeah. I don't want to use one. Yeah. I think you own a dozen toolboxes. Oh, at least. Yeah. So probably, uh, I would say, 12 years old on a mini three-horsepower mini bike, 15 years old on Osa, Kawasaki, Boltaco motorcycles, um, then progressed to, I probably had 20 cars by the time I was 20, whether it was a Triumph or a Volkswagen or a Chevy. Wow. Know, I wish I had some of were the Chevys. Work, and you I were had. working on them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Take them apart, put them together. 
self-taught? Usually everything went back together, but the right. extra bolts we just I mean, were you one of these self-taught guys that went manual, screw that, don't need it? Probably a little bit, but I also had friends that, you know, we did it together. Right. So if I didn't know something, I'd say, hey, what do you know about this? Obviously, we weren't texting. We weren't Googling. We couldn't look anything up. We had to kind of do it just by, there's no manuals to go online. You know, it's a, it's a whole different world today from back then. So yeah. really learned how everything kind of works. Yeah, it's not Google yeah. this and, and yeah. bring somebody in. So yeah. I was mechanical from day one, in, interested in mechanics and mechanical from day one. Right. Wood shop, metal shop, mechanical drafting, all the, you know, industrial arts through the whole school program. Wow. wow. Uh, so you're doing that. Yeah. Now, Mayberry, tell me kind of the history of, tell us the history of Mayberry Associates, how that kind of came about. So my father was in a business similar mm -hmm. about seven years before we started the business in 76. Um, he went on to become a consultant and was traveling the country for like the seven years prior. So he was setting up uh, where, paper mills, warehouses, things like that as a consultant all across the country. I was attending Western New England. I was doing the plants and bushes and watering at SIS Bank, and I was stocking shelves at Big Y at night, I think for a dollar ten an hour or <laughs> yeah, something. Right. Minimum wage. Yeah. The and, real minimum yeah. wage. And so I was on a clock at SIS, I was on a clock at Big Y, and mm. I was on a clock at Western New England. Obviously, juggling all that time was pretty interesting. And so one night at supper conversation, I was like, Dad, so how hard is it to sell the stuff you used to sell, like shelving and benches and stools and things like that? He says, well, it wasn't impossible. He says, but, you know, I don't know, you're a little young and you know, we kind of had a business behind us. I said, yeah, but if, if I could go into a Smith & Wesson, more drop Forge, American Boss, I'm throwing some names yeah. out that don't exist. It's yeah, now the exactly. medical center for Bay State, but right, right. you know, American Bosch, Bosch more drop Forge. down in the North End. Yeah, American Saw, if I was, was able to go. My wife's father worked for American Bosch. Bosch. Yeah, yeah. 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 So if shift. I was able to go in and sell some of this, what do you think? He goes, well, you could give it a try. So we picked up a so line. How, how old were you at the time? 18. Okay. 18, first year of college, yeah. 18 years old, and it took off. Really? American Bosch probably had a thousand benches because all the fuel injectors went from one bench to the next bench to the next bench to get everything done. Smith & Wesson yeah, had- Yeah, okay, but wait a minute. Yeah, so yeah. you're an 18 old snot-nosed kid yep. going to Western New England. In a 66 Chevelle. In a 66 Chevelle, right? <laughs> Driving up to the purchasing agent. <laughs> right. And they could get benches from anyone. They could, except here's the Part what, what that was I the don't like to happen factor. to me right now. Yeah, I went in with a catalog, no internet, no online. Yeah, catalog had all the information, yeah. specifications, and then it had the prices. And I would go, here's what I have. Here's my net price. I'm in college. I just need to make a couple bucks, so I'm pretty sure I could beat your existing price. You know, can I sell you some benches and stools? Most of them, Rod Riker, Bob Morehart. Technic products. Yeah. They were all at those companies, took me in like a grandson. And they were like, no kidding. You can order this stuff for us and we only have to pay that. I right. said, Yeah, that's and I, there and were no big warehouses. There no were no overhead. big right. No overhead. Yeah. It was me. You were it. My mother and a and typewriter. Girlfriend. Yeah, my mother and a typewriter and send off the order. And three days later they'd confirm it. And five days later they'd ship it. And no instant fax, no email. So you hired mom. Yep. <laughs> you hired and dad. It started going, so dad came back. Oh. Took a leave of absence from his consulting. I always thought it was the other way around that dad started. I mean, we were a team in the beginning because right. obviously right. I was out. When I went to Shawmut Bank to try and get a loan, yeah. dad had to sign it. Right. I, mean, I didn't have anything built up. So it became a team, but in the beginning it was actually, hey, this could go somewhere. And then my dad, wow. he was traveling mostly to Boston. Yeah. So it was a way for him to come back. Started the company and 
the rest is like so 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 where'd you guys start did you uh, like 15 prospect street in the basement of our house yeah then we went to panama avenue off north main street in east long meadow down the end we shared a thousand square feet Mm -hmm. then we went to 203 shaker road which is where country glass is and we were behind country glass and then we were across the street at country glass and uh, you hear it sound or whatever's in the building right across the street. Yeah. Then we ran out of space, so we rented some space from McGill Hose. And then we decided this isn't working with all these different buildings patching it together. So we hired Chapdelaine and built a building, bought it from uh, Whetstone, the tobacco company, and built a building, our original building, right next to the rail trail on Denslow Road. Yeah. And that was what year? That was 1981. Wow. We borrowed an SBA loan at 18%. So 18%. anybody, percent. Anybody that's afraid of four, five, six percent interest, we did right. it at eighteen percent. So I want to ask you this question: yeah. Like, what is the worst financial? I mean, the worst it was ever for you financially. The worst that was you ever had, that you had to face. Like, it was, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you were sitting on the cliff, going, "Oh, I don't know, are we yeah. going to make it?" So, I can't give you the exact date, but I can tell you it was Sean at First Bank. Um. 88, 89, they yeah, went under. Somewhere around 87, 88. Yeah, the credit, that was the credit crisis on Main Street. It was the first kind of online uh, type ordering. I don't even know if it was online, but it was ordering NFL gear from this company that was coming into the Berkshires. So it was a guy out of the South who said he was going to open up a warehouse in the Berkshires. And we had to outfit it with a two-story shelving mezzanine and some other related equipment. Han Furniture was coming in to do the furniture. IBM was coming in to do all the computers. And it was backed by a letter of credit out of Sun National Bank in Florida. Okay, Sun Trust, Sun National yeah. Bank, yeah, something like that. Yeah. It was all a scam. We installed all the equipment oh. and never got a dime. So now we're talking a fairly small company, 76 to 81. Your company? Yeah. Yeah, and how and big was this? about a $280,000 expense with no revenue. Boom, whoa. No equipment, no payroll, no anything. It was just a hit to the bottom line. I can hear it in your voice. Oh yeah. You're like reliving so, Yeah. whoa. So a total experience about how do you check credit? How do you make sure the letter wasn't a real letter? So it was a real scam that we got kind of caught up in. And then how do you negotiate with banks and lawyers and people when you know you have a business that's gonna make it? Yep but you've got this trough that you've got to get out of. And we did. And how'd you do it? Just brute, brute force and making it happen. Just <laughs> yeah. entrepreneurial spirit and drive. We're not gonna let this thing go down. Yeah. Um, it did happen to be, you know, 81, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Those were all good years economically. So we hit the curve at the right time for yeah. that unfortunate situation. Yeah. Had we hit that in 89, could have been a whole different story. Right, because those banks were gonna call those loans. Yeah. Because when Fleet came in after yeah. the credit crisis, that on Main Street, yeah. yeah. What about 2008, I mean, that credit crisis, did that? So what happens in those, now that we've diversified the business, yeah. is we just shift from one, from bigger capital items to renting equipment and right. servicing so, equipment. So now we've got a lot more insulary because of, in the early days, we didn't have lift trucks. All we did was shelving rack. Yeah, so you don't have, you didn't have a service business with revenue. Didn't have an annuity that was coming in every month. Exactly. exactly. So how did you go from selling box, you know, <laughs> selling this, selling that, to going, hey, you know, let's buy forklifts, because that's huge overhead. So because you can, Capital, right? right? Things happen and you go because you can, right? Yeah. So 
I we like were, that in, because you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were we were um, selling and installing shelving rack benches, stools. Yep. Then they became two level storage units and sometimes three pick modules. Yeah. And then rack that went up higher in trucks we had to unload. So we were renting lift trucks. But keep in mind, back in the day, in the early '80s. No cell phone communication on the weekends to emergency service. Maybe they answered, maybe they didn't. So we rented a forklift, but if it broke down on Saturday and we were supposed to get this job done by a Monday morning startup for the customer, You're screwed. we were in trouble. Yeah. yeah. So we hired a mechanic. We bought a fork truck and hired a mechanic. Well, during the week when we weren't doing a job over the weekend, we had extra mechanic time. So the Kimball companies, who yeah, yeah. originally the Kimball brothers, yeah, the Kimball brothers, <laughs> Dave and Rick, they yeah. originally were in feeding hills in chicken coops, and they had a couple of old fork trucks. I think he might have been in the rotary or something. We got connected somehow, and um, hey, we need we need our fork truck service. I said, perfect, we got a guy, and we send them out on a Tuesday to fix the fork truck, and then on a Thursday to fix it again. And then there were other people that needed forklifts fixed, so we started fixing forklifts more than our own. I was like, hey, and then we bought another forklift and had more requirements. And finally, we said, you know what? We could sell these to our customers if somebody wants a new forklift. So we took on some lines of, I, I want to say an open line of lift trucks, so almost anybody could sell it. Right. But then in 1986, we actually were growing it to a point where we, we took on the Crown lift truck line, which is fifth largest in the world, yep. um, really electric-based and really progressive. How many forklifts uh, today do you think you have? How many forklifts do I have? Your servicing that you well, we have hundreds in our fleet. So we wow. literally have hundreds that we own that we rent and or have used available. Yeah. And we service over 6,000 regularly just wow. in this area. There's an annuity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's good. I mean, our customers, not to miss any of them, yeah. but our customers include Home Depot, Lowe's, Costco, Amazon, Whole Foods, Dollar Tree, Big Y. Um, Savage, it just goes on and on the yeah. list of customers that we have. And I'm always amazed. We're here in Western Mass, yeah. right? And I say to people, you know, I tell people in my industry that I have city envy. Guys in my business that are in Chicago, LA, Manhattan, Dallas, you know, San Antonio, and yet they're struggling. Yeah. And I say, you know, Springfield, yeah. Mass, you got less than a million, million people, right, in the greater Springfield oh, yeah. area. And the latest in Springfield, so we did the MGM project, their warehouse. People go, what do you mean their warehouse? Well, you know, they got to store. They have that. to store everything that fills their casino, whether yeah. it's the linens or the, yeah. you know, the goods that they sell or whatever. And then um, we just did CRRC, so the, the yeah. rail. China rail. Yeah. Yeah. We've done that. And, you know, we just continue to, in this area, take care of the region. But right. Connecticut is also 65% of our business. So was the mechanic your first employee? Um, one of after mom, dad, and myself, right, and then a secretary, yeah. So Helen Anderson, who worked with us for years, yeah. Um, and then a mechanic has been there 38 years ish, nice, still there, yeah. Still and you're there. up to how many employees? He's a trainer. Now? We're gonna we're gonna go over 100 pretty quick, yeah. We're we're like yeah. right, 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 there. right yeah. on the edge there, yeah. We're trying to obviously be lean and do it with you know the reasonable amount of employees, but right now the demand is insane right it's pretty crazy so but finding talent is horrendous yeah yeah we'll talk about that in a minute so let's just give everybody kind of a scope of the number of companies that you have right now so it's mayberry associates inc right which is, has a dba under the mayberry material handling and atlantic handling so those are the ones that do all the building of the mm -hmm. 
Atlantic's in our New Jersey location. Yeah. So. Right. So, I mean, when you're, you know, I have a picture now when you say Amazon of their warehouse, so people can get an idea how big that is. So you yeah. went from one shelf to two shelves, but Amazon is like, what, 40 shelves tall or something? I mean, crazy, yeah, right? Big. Those, those outfits are big. We don't always right. do the rack and conveyors and, and the big build the box yep. because they have national affiliations. Mm -hmm. But once they get here, they need the lift trucks, to, the conveyors, yeah, the they service, need service, and the ancillary all. things. And to tell you the truth, the ancillary out of the big box is, is better. It's big. Yeah. Yeah. Big without huge risk either without yeah, know, exactly. building a million square foot distribution facility. Yeah. It's exactly. a lot of horsepower. All right. And the other companies are um, the real estate and ancillary real estate. Yeah. So JSTW, which yeah. is John, Sandy, Tom, William. So it's kind of, you always pick. <laughs> Say that again. That, you kind of remember John, yeah, Sandy, yeah. Tom, William. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the family. So, <laughs> uh -huh. you know, I'm really lucky. So from my parents being involved, now my wife is involved. Yeah. And one of my sons is involved. Both of them worked there at one point. Yeah. One of them now is a doctor instead, which that's awesome. You know, which. Don't you need a doctor on call? You will. Full especially time? he's a physical therapist. So I was going to say. Yeah. We're getting to the Are point you where build out yeah, a, after you do all your you know workouts what you got, and you're rowing. Have you, you been down to secure energy? Because you're going to have to put in a gym like, yeah. like Kevin did. Yeah, we have there, a right? gym. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, we have. There it is. Yeah. So what do you love most about this? Because, I mean, it just comes out of your pores. I mean, yeah. it's unbelievable. You're just oozing enthusiasm. It's probably just the excitement of every day's a different day. Some days are really, really exciting and great. Mm -hmm. Other days are just super challenging and great in a different way. So I enjoy a challenge. Um, winning isn't everything. It's the only thing, kind of, you know. Yeah. So I enjoy a good challenge and I like to win. Yeah. Um, and so whether it's a difficult challenge or a fun, positive challenge. you know. And how do you infuse that into 100 employees? I hope they see that I'm kind of just an engaged, involved individual, but I'm not an overbearing you know, person as far as if we have issues or situations, whether it's selling something or operationally getting it done, I try to get them to tell me what do we need to do mm -hmm. rather than just, oh, I got all the answers. Push this button, this button, this button. And they go out and, and it's like, come to me with some alternatives. If you right. need some coaching, I'll do the best I can. But in many cases, I've surrounded my, with myself with people that are way more intelligent than me. They know they know how to do it better than that's me, the way so I just have to park this somewhere yeah, else. That's the way go, it's supposed to work. Tell me what you think. Yeah. yeah, isn't that how? Like, how hard was that for you to go from being the guy that could fix anything to, you know, encouraging, inspiring, and letting other hard. people fail, like you had to? So one of the themes in these interviews that I'm seeing is I was talking with Attilio Cartaropoli, yeah. right? So yeah. big real estate company buys. The golf course and the reason he played golf was he realized if he was around his kids they would always ask him to solve the problem yeah so he took up golf so he wouldn't be around so they'd have to solve the problem yeah yeah so how do you what what's the kind of style that you have that allows you to so i think you're aware of some of my other stuff so on the outside i work hard play hard so i got yeah. some toys so it keeps me like yeah finding other things to do yeah but i am currently the chair of bay state health so for this year and next year, I'm pretty immersed a in lot of time. Bay State Health, all the hospitals, yeah. Health New England, the whole, and talking to you know Mark Kerouac regularly. Yeah. Um, so that keeps me out of the office, and I've tried to block my Mondays and Fridays to not be there, mm -hmm. um, so that day to day everybody can make the decisions. But my cell phone is usually on, it's off right now, but it's usually on in case something comes up and they just think they have to 
get in touch with me. Right. But I'm really trying to get the next generation. My son Will is in there now as the controller. Yeah. My vice president is 42, three years old. Good guy. You know, I've got some other younger talent mm -hmm. um, that we've been mentoring and coaching and bringing along. So I just want to see that we've got perpetuity and the availability for Will and the younger team to take it somewhere else. And I could hopefully just kind of drift off into the sun fade off into the coast guard yeah but yeah yeah put your coast guard yeah. hat on yeah that's great um what do you hate most about this work there's nothing there really just is nothing really i mean anything that i dislike at all because hate i don't but right. if there's anything i dislike i just hire somebody else to do it so brilliant yeah if, if i'm not the accountant you know yeah. and in some cases not the engineer yeah although i've got some aptitude yeah but somebody else. Wow. That's great. I do what I love. I like to see people succeed. Yeah. So I really like to help people to be successful. Yeah. Which yeah. is absolutely great. So when you look back, you know, I know dad was an influence. Yep. Any, anyone else in your life that's been a really My big influence? Your grandfather? Tell, yeah. tell me about. He was just a salt of the earth. Um, Englishman that came over. This is your dad's father? My father's father worked. Yeah. Came over from where? Um, England. He might have. Been, he might actually have been born here. My grandmother was from Ireland. He was from England. I don't know exactly the perfect histories, but they were, you know, new to the United States in terms of employment. They were lived in Hungry Hill. They worked, you know, in foundries or delivering coal or, you know, doing, yeah. you know, just the good start things. Um, and my fa my grandfather was always just an inspiration to be with as far as getting things done, had a great personality. Mm. Um, and then my father obviously followed along. So family, um, my wife is my rock, so she keeps me from getting too far out of bounds. Um, <laughs> Isn't that amazing how they yeah, do that? I love it because there yeah. is times when she under the table and says, Look, don't go there right now. <laughs> no, leave sandy, that one alone. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. It's yeah. awesome. And you yeah. know, she really helps at work. Yeah. You know, so she's the one you know, John Mayberry's kind of, let's get this done and move on to the next one. I'm a, let's do something right. else, you know. Um, and she's the one that will listen and talk and understand. And so. Good team. Yeah, it works wow. well. That's a great and team. And Will's the accountant, so he takes care of that for me. So That's, yeah. that covers your back, right? Oh, yeah. 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 So what would you say the greatest decision you made in your life was? Um, getting married. Anybody in particular? Sandy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. How long have you been married? She's gonna hate me for not having it like that, but I'm gonna say 1985 to now is, yeah, 34 years, right? That's Quick great. math, yeah, 34 great. years. Greatest mistake you've ever made? Uh, I've probably made a few. Most of them are just opening my mouth when I should have just given it the two-second rule or waited just a little longer to think about who I was saying what to. Yeah, I don't have one that's like monumental that destroyed me or had me up for nights or anything. I sleep like a rock, so I'm fortunate that way. But just not pausing two more seconds to think about where I'm at great. and who it is. Great, great stuff. Yeah. Great stuff. So you, you got these businesses, you got an incredible team, you're going off into the Coast Guard, anything else that's captivating to you right now? What are you most excited about when you look out one, two, three years, Will coming into the business? This could get me in trouble. Grandkids. <laughs> Definitely will get me in trouble, but very much looking forward to that. Yeah. So I'm hoping. So is there anything we can do to married. stimulate that conversation? There's nothing I say, Charlie, and there's nothing I'm going to do. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's true. We yeah. got three. It's, yeah. It's a pip. So, and I'm not rushing it because, you know, Sandy and I were married for a little while before we had children. And my, yeah. my kids are married like six and four or five and three years. Yeah. So I'm, You'll not, just be too, I'm not pushing it. You'll but be I'm, too distracted. I, I am hoping I'm still able to get around and do and have fun with little little kids. Yeah, yeah you'll be too distracted with that. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to ask you a series of questions. And these, these come from uh, one of my favorite interview, interviewers, James Lipton. Okay. He ran the Actors Studio. Yeah. If you ever saw the show Inside the Actors Studio, where he would interview you know, Pacino, all the great actors. So I love these questions I'm going to throw at you. What's your favorite word? Um... <laughs> that's a that's an interesting question. Fun is probably my favorite word. Okay, what's your least favorite word? Um, indecision. Indecision. What turns you on? Everything. Everything. My glass is always full, no mm. matter what I'm doing. Wow. And what turns you off? Um, laziness. Okay. What's your favorite curse word? Probably a bad one. That's um, why they call it a curse word. Yeah. It's probably the S or the F word, unfortunately. I don't use it very often, and you'll find it hard to hear it, but when I when I really have to let it rip. Those are good ones. Yeah. What occupation other than yours would you absolutely love to do? Go-kart track hamburger stand entrepreneur. <laughs> Say it again, go-kart. Go-kart track, hamburger stand entrepreneur. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> if I had it all, I would just open up. Just <laughs> Go-kart, hamburger stand, yeah. <laughs> entrepreneur. My wifey old buddies know that. Oh, man, that's great. Yeah. What occupation other than yours would you absolutely hate to do? You know, I, I've thought about that occasionally. Um, I don't have one that I would hate to do because I, I could be a doctor. I could be a dentist I could I think um, maybe happen to take something away from somebody so whether that was you know in a re, you know repossession type environment a repo guy yeah, yeah. Uh, how about the taxes yeah, yeah. yeah something, like that. something bad all right if heaven existed and you got through the door what would you like to hear God say to you when you enter you did it well you did it well great so one more question was, is what's your favorite song? I did it my way. I did it my way. Oh, good. So we got this jukebox here. <laughs> Here's a quarter. All right. You're going to put the quarter in. All right. And uh, bingo. Start singing. Oh, I can't sing it, but I did it my way. I, <laughs> I did it my way. Yeah, I used to be a DJ. We, bit, we missed that part. You were? Oh, yeah. Did you sing when you were Mr. a DJ? Mr. B's Redstone Tavern. No, but that was the last song. Mr. I... B's Redstone Tavern. Did that for four years. Used to be the Blue Moon. Hamburger stands. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yep. Last big question before yep. we wrap up. Biggest splurge you've ever done, you know, that you've ever spent money on. Crazy, silliest thing. So... I don't think it's crazy. Other people do, but I do own a fairly large boat that is a lot of money, and you'd certainly get no ROI. How, how fairly large is the boat? It's a 48-foot Viking. 48-foot yeah, Viking. A couple of big vet diesels in it. And Up on the lake? No, no, oh? no, no. It's on the down ocean. ocean. Yeah, it's 48 feet. It's kind of... And I go out fishing, and it costs a lot of money for gas, And but that's my yeah. splurge. Beautiful. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't gamble. I'm sorry, I'm Jim, but... <laughs> 
That's the way it works. That's great. That's the way I work. All right. Well, we're taking away with that song as we go out. I've been here with John Maber, Maber Associates here in East Lime Meadow, Mass at Center Square Grill. This has been awesome. Thanks, Charlie. Unbelievable. Thank you so much. Thank you. Peace out, everybody.